0: Welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast. Conversations to explore what coaching is really all about, what it takes to be a great coach, and why coach training really does make the difference. Discover how coaching can help you in all areas of your life and business in a fast paced and demanding world. So join us here to share conversations and insights with some of the best coaches from around the globe. Real coaches, real talk. So let's get started with me, your host, Teresa Brooks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coach, the professional coaching podcast, a place where we talk to real coaches uh, about real things. And we get stuck into stories. um, We find out what's going on with all the coaches around the globe and some of them that are featured in Coach magazine as well. So my name is Teresa Brooks, and I'm a business and sales coach, and I help women to learn how to sell with style. Um, and also, we like to do the podcast with style. So we've got a very stylish lady today, um, Berta Masso. I would love to welcome you to the podcast. We've spoken so many times, and we have been planning this podcast for a very, very long time. Um, so Berta is a qualified career coach and founder of BMS Human Resources Management, And she helps people to reinvent their careers, basically, and evolve who they are so they can stay at the top of their game. So welcome, Berta. We're going to be digging into all of this good stuff.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Theresa Brooks. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Good and Berta was actually I was looking for her article before we uh, we were just chatting um, and I thought it was so long ago but it was actually in July wasn't it that you were (laughs) featured in coach but July does feel like a very long time ago in many ways doesn't it and of course you know the landscape of our entire world has changed since then of course you're in Italy aren't you Berta whereabouts in Italy are you? Very much north, very close to Switzerland. Okay, so, you know, your landscape has changed, ours in the UK has everywhere, there's not one tiny part of landscape, which has not changed um, over the last year. And of course, you know, talking about careers, that has a massive, massive impact. And we're going to dig into that a little bit later on. But first of all, tell us about, you know, you and your career invention, because your story is really interesting, isn't it? You you reinvented yourself and your own career. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I am someone who absolutely needs change in her life in order to stay um, energized and motivated. Um, I, I obviously, um, I have done a lot of work with myself uh, during the past years, and I realize now that I'm someone who actually seeks change and uh, reinvention. Um, and my career reflects just that. I mean, I was born in Barcelona. Um, I uh, left Barcelona after completing my degree on psychology. I went to London um, just to learn English initially. Um, I uh, arrived to London with a a return flight ticket that I was meant to um, take six months later, which I never took because I remained in London for eight years. So six months that turned into eight years, uh, London gave me so much. I mean, it's a, it's a city full of opportunities. I really found myself there. So I did learn my English. After my English, I did a master's on business psychology, which was a way to use my psychology degree um, into more of a business context, because I realized I didn't want to work in clinics, hospitals, I didn't want to work with truly mental health, but I wanted to work with um, the softest skills that are really used in business. Um, And after my master's, I landed on an internship, a HR internship with Burberry, uh, who at that time were opening um, a huge flagship store in Barcelona. So I was brought on board on a temporary basis to help with that recruitment because um, the team in London wasn't speaking any Spanish, not even Catalan. So I was at the right time, um, at the right place. And I I started with Burberry. It was meant to be a six month uh, fixed term contract and that evolved into a four years uh, permanent contract. Um, After Burberry, here came Dior, Um, um, something that has followed me. Um, in all my uh, uh, jobs, is that I happen to land in companies where there isn't a department or there isn't a role, and I have to create it. So um, it happened in Dior. Uh, my role was the first role out of um, the HQ in Paris, um, and I had to create um, the HR department um, for the UK and the Irish market. Um, that adventure lasted two years. I um, met. A, shake, a kuwaiti shake in london this is why london is so fabulous because um there is a lot of people all sorts of people crossing mm-hmm. your life and um he actually sold me the dream of his company so he was the founder of um he's the retail partner of all the big brands for the middle east so you know Gucci group uh, prada dolce gabbana you name it valentino don't for you name it um, headquarters in Kuwait, uh, but the stores all over the Gulf region. Um, I went on to these uh, meeting thinking that there was absolutely nothing or nobody that could take me away from Duran London. And I came uh, out of that meeting, packing my bags and heading to Kuwait, which by the way, is a closed Islamic country. But then I was 30 years old, I was single, woman so with all that um challenges and specialities that it uh, that it brings moving on to a closed um, islamic country being um a single um uh, woman young single woman
0: i mean that's <laughs> very different to london of course and and <laughs> you know a reinvention required in itself but also you know having to uh, conform and live in a new way how did you find that when you went over there
1: so um huh, that um so my first approach was actually to apply everything I had learned um in my world of equal opportunities um and the way HPI is being done, um especially in the UK market. Um and I was I just went there with the mindset of applying everything I knew in a new place. Um and I uh, banged my head against the wall for six months. Nonstop, because I didn't quite appreciate back then especially at the beginning of my journey how much culture and religion um, is very much present and dictate everything everyone does all the time which is actually very different than what happens in our world so business decisions will actually be uh, very much impacted by the culture and the religion and everything that happens so I just had to actually take a step back, um, turn the page, and and I start with a blank canvas, um, and I start by knowing how things are being done here, um, starting understanding uh, about the culture um, uh, and the ins and outs of their or their beliefs um, and their religion, um, and really take it from there. But um, the first six months were really difficult. It reached a point that I said to myself, okay, this is not working. Um, what you thought would work is actually isn't. So you either, um, you know, map my pa- my away everything you have in your mind, all the knowledge, everything you have learned is really not relevant in this market. Um, so either you are happy to start from scratch or you just have to pack your bags and leave.
0: That's really Um, interesting. Can I just ask a question at that point? Because, you know, there's obviously a stark difference between those two landscapes, culturally, the religion, everything. And it's interesting that you say everything that I knew, everything I brought in that space wasn't really working, wasn't really proving relevant, as the words that you use. Why did they bring you in?
1: They brought me in because um, that Kuwaiti Sheikh had a very clear vision. So he wanted um, all his stores across the Gulf to look like any store in Paris, in London or Milan. Ah, He didn't want to have the same brands, but um, in another market. He wanted any of his super clients, um, very VIP clients, to walk into any of his stores and have the feeling that they walk into any of the stores in Bond Street or in Monte Napoleone in Milan. Um, And in order for that to happen, um, we needed to bring people from all these uh, fashion cities in Europe um, and they needed to be trained properly. Um, And of course I had a proven track record because I had worked in Burberry, I had worked in Dior, um, I had a huge network in London of people that could potentially be interested to come along and try this Middle Eastern experience. And this is really what happened. I actually took a lot of people from my previous life in London to Kuwait um, and we had um, and we had actually a lot of fun We had a lot of fun. Um, people think it 's you know a boring country just because obviously alcohol is forbidden and um, social events are forbidden and parties are forbidden, and a lot of things are forbidden. Um, but I, I that, that's probably one of the best decisions I have ever taken in my life. I met amazing people that are very much part of my life today. Um, and it is an experience that I look back um, and it's, you know, I remember it with a lot of nostalgia and a lot of great memories. So, so yeah. So I actually, it lasted four years, four years. <laughs> I mean wow
0: I mean that's certainly seeking out change isn't it or <laughs> you know definitely embracing change that comes your way because a lot of people would be um really fearful to do that I think and and to to embrace that change because it's not what they know But of course this ties in really nicely with how much change really is in the world at the moment and of course that was changed that you you were able yes i'd love to do that or no i wouldn't or let's travel here or i'll live there at the minute it's all it's all changed completely So people don't have these options right now. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the impact that obviously the the pandemic has had on people's careers. Now, you know, that might be stating the obvious, but from your position with what you do and how you work, how do you see that, Berta?
1: So I, of course, talk for a very specific industry that has been hugely hit by this pandemic, and this is the fashion and the retail industry. So, of course, my network... And the HR people I talk to, um, the senior leadership that I talk to, and all the potential clients that come to me actually do come from the fashion industry and the retail industry. Now, of course, retail um, shops have been closed, um, sales have dropped, um, online e-commerce has gone over the roof for many brands, which puts a question mark on the retail landscape. And with that question mark on the retail landscape, here comes a question mark on everyone's heads that, that works in retail. Mm. Now, now I'm not saying the retail will disappear forever, it won't disappear forever. What I'm just saying is that a brand that has 20 stores in London might end up having five stores in London because not not less brands do not need that amount. Of, of, of the stores with all the retail heads and the rents and everything that comes with a physical retail store.
0: Um,
1: and what this means is that less retail directors are needed, less retail merchandisers are needed, less retail marketeers are needed, less um, of everything, visual merchandisers, mm. less of everything that works in retail are needed. So what happens right now is that everyone who has lost a job or we lose a job, it is really difficult to actually find the same job elsewhere. It is just not existing anymore. Mm-hmm. This is not like in the past where um, a brand was um, restructuring and you were losing your job. You just only had to go to LinkedIn, and update your profile, and go and try to find the same job into another brand, into a competitor. That has gone out of the window. People, will not be able to find the same job elsewhere just because the quantities of the same jobs in the fashion brands, in the retailers, are way lesser. So people are forced to reinvent whether
0: they want it or not. Whether you like it or not. And I think that on top of everything else has been, you know, a really stressful realisation for millions of people um, because we like our comfort zones as well, of course, and we like our wages and we want to know what we're getting. um, And you know change is scary at the best of times isn't it even when we choose it but when we don't choose it um, and so when your industry and in fact all of them have been impacted very much so how when people are coming to you at the moment are they finding it difficult to think in this new way and to learn how to reinvent themselves I mean how are they feeling about it what's what's your take
1: very different, very difficult because one thing it is to reinvent if you want to reinvent and the other different thing is to reinvent because you are forced to reinvent. So um, um, the people that are being forced to reinvent are people that maybe lost their jobs a few months ago and they have actually tried to find the same job elsewhere and they have failed. They have sent um, application after an application to not even receive an answer. And now they are starting to understand that actually um, this might not be the path they might need to take if they want to actually secure a, a place in the working place, in the, work, in the marketplace um, again. So um, people come to me after they have tried to keep the same career and the same job and they haven't succeeded. So they come to me um, demotivated, they come to me with a total confusion because they have been doing certain jobs for 20, 25 years um, and now um, they know they will not be able to do that job any, mo- any longer. There is the fear of age. A lot of people that come to me that have been working in the fashion industry they are like 40, 45, 50 and, and they are women mainly So they're thinking, my God, who's going to hire me? Um, So there is a lot of fear. There is a lot of fear. There is a lot of stress. There is a lot of confusion. Um, There's a lot of overwhelm. Um, And so these are the people that come to me um, full of uh, uh, bad emotions. But I think especially also we, I think uh, the world we, we live now, it is so full of, Great reinvention stories. Um, and I think um, people just need to look around um, and see how people that have been in that same position have managed actually to get themselves out of that hole and create a new career for them. Um, and there is great reinvention stories everywhere. So you just need to. Um, you know, Uterus, I have a great reinvention story. <laughs> I always told you that you, you are a, a career reinvention queen yourself. Um, and I think for anyone who feels lost, who feels that there isn't any other opportunities for them, um, who feels overwhelmed, who feels unmotivated, I think the first thing they need to do is actually look out for all those great career reinvention stories. Yeah. Um, because if we have been able to do that, So can they.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's the inspiration, isn't it, that that people look for. And, you know, you said a few minutes ago that what you needed to do when you were in a situation of somewhat overwhelm and thinking, well, what I used to do isn't really working here. You said something really interesting. Obviously, you took a step back. And then you took a a reframe and a new perspective on, Okay, so let's look at this a different way. And I think, you know, when you've been doing a job for so many years and you're stuck in a certain mindset, you're living other people's values, you're doing what's expected of you, you're performing and you're getting told that, well, this is the amount that you get paid for doing that. So it's a very fixed mindset. And and of course, you know, mindset, something that you talk about a lot. Mindset is something that I'm very passionate about as well, because when we change that up, we can change anything. It's like the magic. Absolutely. Magic, isn't it? So. How do you help people to sort of step back? Because obviously in the middle of all of that, it is really stressful. People have got families to support. You know, they may even, I mean, fancy this, they may even have loved their jobs. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? People do love their jobs. There's people at those jobs. There's a culture at those places. So there's a whole kind of grieving process, I think, around what's going on um, with the mass change in the world. And so the best thing to do at that point is surely to take a step back and to take a fresh perspective, like you say, and look around and think, well, who else is in this position? And what have they done? And then how did they do it? But you just need some space for that, first of all, don't you? So, you know, you help them with the mindset. And the other thing that you mentioned as well, tightly connected, and that I've alluded to as well is obviously values and self-awareness. So The people that come to you how often do you find that they are really tuned into their values after 20 or 25 years
1: um i mostly no one comes to me (laughs) having had any done any work around values Mm. um most of them they don't even know why making value-driven decisions is the way to go Um, So you have to start with explaining, you know, what are values, why uh, putting our values at the core of every decision we make, it is very important and why, and then start the the values work. Um, um, And and, and for any change and and any new beginning, because at the end of the day, a career reinvention is a new beginning, Um, values really need to sit at the core. you know, what do you stand for? Um, what are your non negotiables? What are you not ready to uh, accept any longer? Um, what are you available for? What are you not available for? Um, some people know what they are not available for. So they start with negatives. They come to you, and, and I talk, and I was as guilty because when I left my career in corporate, I knew what I wasn't available for for any longer um but we know you kind of start a new chapter with negatives so how you reframe those negatives into positives okay you are not no longer available for a nine to five job okay what does this mean
0: So what Mm. are you looking for it's a whole new way of thinking and of course you know we do when, when we're moving away from something or we have to if someone someone says to you oh what what don't you like about your job what don't you like about this oh i don't like this i don't like that i can't stand that i don't want this i don't want that so you're right there's a whole list of stuff like all that away energy away 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 i don't want that you said well okay so that's you know what you don't want what do you want and then there's like this little silence patch <laughs> um well and then of course, you know, there's a lot of work to be done. And of course, yeah. you know, the values work, I'm, I'm just so passionate about the values work, as you know, because that really changed my life, I would say that, you know, it's not they're not words I use lightly, but I would say that was life changing, to realise what was important to me, give it a shape, give it a, a, a word, but also attach it to what it means to me, like some people yeah. say, Oh, yeah, I've got a value of, you know, growth. What does that actually mean? And maybe they haven't gone much deeper, I just want to grow, but that's not really enough. So I've seen such change when people do their values work, it's just beautiful. And so I'm sure it's the same to go through that process. And once they start um, connecting with their values again, where do you find the next step is for them to go to get some clarity around? Okay, so now I know who I am a little bit more, what, what do I want to be? Like, what's my shape going to be in the world now?
1: I think after the values work, here comes uh, more awareness. Um, More awareness around, okay, what are my natural abilities? What are my natural talents? What is it that people come to me for? Um, What is it that I want to be known for? Um, How can I? Um, I see all the time that people that are reinventing themselves, they feel they're starting all over. And with that feeling of starting all over, there is that feeling of insecurity, and that's when we start to work for free and give free pro bono sessions and give free these, or we put our fees really low. Um, and because there is that feeling, okay, I'm starting all over, I'm inexperienced on this. Let me just drop my start value. at the bottom again. <laughs> i'm just wondering why to do why do we do this to ourselves like you know people who are reinventing themselves at the age of 45 you're not starting from zero you're not starting from scratch like you just not just left university You, you you come to this new chapter of your life with 20 25 years of um of business acumen, of of things you have learned, of lessons learned, he, this is all relevant. You just have to figure out what is it that you can bring from your previous chapter onto the uh, new chapter. Yeah. Um, but no free,
0: no 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 low fees, no no. <laughs> it's a really interesting concept, and you know it, it really is because when you've got a job and a career like that, then you've got a price you've got a wage and that wage has a number on it and then normally as you go up the scale then that's how you get more money there if i go up to that and then i go up to there and get promoted oh i get more money there but it's always like what the company will tell you this sliding scale of what you are worth and i'm doing air quotes here what you are worth um and of course, you know, in the world of entrepreneurs and coaching, it, all of that has just gone. So it's almost like you just clear the decks again, but you are operating by, you know, a- another industry level and and uh, other expectations. But I think it's that, you know, what I used to get paid thing that comes with you so if someone used to get paid like 40 or 50 grand they're going to come over into their new career and think hmm that seems a lot I'm a newbie I think I'll just drop that down you know but if they would never would have gone for a job At 20 grand or 15 grand right so when you reposition it and reframe it like that they're like no I would never go for a job at 15 grand okay so why are you only charging like 150 pounds or something or look look, depending what they're doing do you know what I mean so I think that's really really interesting because it took me quite a long time to drop that feeling from my own corporate career And and I was in sales so I had an unlimited but I had a baseline which was great. But then if I sold more, then I could earn more. They would never say, right, that's it. That's enough. So that helped. But still, when you come over, when I came into coaching, I thought, oh, I don't do that anymore. This is new. In the same way, even though that was a choice of reinvention, the same way that you're talking about, I thought, well, I knew so, I, I, you know, what, what should I do? Or oh, could I possibly get paid that? What would people pay to even coach with me? Well, um, and this whole new kind of vibe that you need to step into. And again, that's where the sort of, you know, the training and the values and all of that really helps to, to reshape you, connect, and then move to reinvention. Um, people that fast forwarding, Berta, so people that you've helped through this process, let's fast forward to yeah. the end. What do they find as a result of doing all of this, and what are they starting to do? Like, so people that have been in retail and, and the industries that you talked about, where are they kind of pivoting and reinventing? Where do people yeah. go with this creation? Yeah,
1: so we have, um, we have people that have, I have a client that, um, she has just created a service business for busy moms in London um, to handle everything that's got to do with the schooling of their children. And this is because she has been a busy mom in London and she has missed certain type of support. Um, And at the same time, she used to be a retail director and she used to remember that the favorite part of her job wasn't the front of house, was the back of house, was all about organization and um, stock takes and processes and so on so she has taken the part that she used to love about her job which is very much not customer facing but ensuring that the wheel is turning uh, with perfection. She has connected the dots with um, a a, pain point she knew existed in her uh, community. Um, and she has created a beautiful services uh, company that supports busy moms in order uh, to manage everything that comes with the schooling of the children from finding tutor to finding the right to school and going through the enrollment process
0: to um, to the uniforms to you you name it. Um, That's amazing. How, how yeah. exciting. And of course, she's She's attached that as well. So her skill set, her really good skill set. She's dug in, found it, brought it forward, and then gone, hmm. And what am I actually interested in? What am I passionate about? And what did I need that wasn't there? And putting yeah. those two things together. She's got a brand new business. And yet I suppose 18 months ago when she was kind of like knee deep in her retail job, Mm. you said, hey, guess what? In 18 months, you'll be running your own business and it'll be for busy months. She'd have been like, don't be ridiculous. I'll tell
1: you what happened. (laughs) I'll tell you what what I see happening a lot. So Mm. people from retail, they take the easy um, solution, which is, okay, um, since nobody wants to hire me um, doing this job, I will hire myself and I will become a consultant. Okay. And this This was her um. This was her uh, first um. Getaway of the problem, um. And then we were supposed to kick off her consultancy, and she wasn't taking action. And I was saying, you know what's going on? you you not taking action? Um. All those goals that we have, you know, mapped out our beautiful ninety day plan. I mean, what's going on? And she says, actually. I don't want to network i don't want to go and have coffees in central london i don't want to have to um dress nicely and put some makeup and my heels I don't want that part of my life any longer and I'm just realizing that in order to um start a consulting business I'm gonna have to go there mingle with the ladies and you know play that game that I actually hated so much in the fashion industry
0: that was that frontline part wasn't it showing up again yeah that's really interesting
1: Mm. yeah and so then we had to go back and say okay this is this is not the right thing for you what you know sometimes we just see people making things and creating goals for themselves. And you go like, okay, I'll have some of that too. Without really thinking Mm. like in what ways, you know does this, this resonate with you and how much do you want it mm. you just go like okay everyone everyone seems to like moving from from retail corporate to retail consulting I'll, I'll do that too and then when you are in it you actually have created a business that you hate yes i know <laughs>
0: and of course we only find out these things by actually doing them and i think you know a lot of, of people listening to the podcast will probably resonate with times in their life that they have actually done that and thought what what am I even doing this for? I don't even like doing this. I don't, I don't even want to do it. And then you think, oh my god, I'm crazy. How did I get to this point? Right. But that in itself is growth because right. you know you've you've taken some steps that seemed like the obvious next best ones to take. Taken those, and then obviously seeing what happens. And that's that's coaching, isn't it? Like looking, doing, reassessing. Yes, no, maybe moving forward again. You know, and doing it and assessing it. Yeah. And, and of course, everything in theory you just go around on spinning wheels in your head. Everything can look great on paper when she's gone to do, you know, like the 90 day plan. And when she's gone to do it, she's like, oh, actually this feeling's rising up in me. I don't want to go and do that. Why is that? Oh my God. I've just wasted all this time, but no, you're right. That's how you actually rebirth and reinvent. This is why growth is not easy. Um, I don't think anyway, I don't think growth is that easy sometimes. Um, it's not straightforward, but you have to keep, doing the things and then assessing and, and and also checking back with your values, like you say. Cause if you feel unhappy, there's going to be a values issue there. And if you feel excited, then obviously you are meeting those. And I think that when that starts to happen and they become the steer and the gears. That's what's really exciting. So you must yeah. love seeing this whole like reinvention process. It's it's quite Absolutely. beautiful, you know. And Absolutely. seeing people go from, like you said, they're so demotivated and stressed and excitement and excited, like realizing that you can yeah. create your own economy. You know, that's what I talk awesome. about. You create your own economy, um, and then need some confidence for that as well. So I think that's really um exciting. And there's, you know, some of the questions that you've, you know, mentioned in the podcast as well. It's like looking for new opportunities um, and actually seeking them out sometimes in life, rather than waiting to get booted or be forced and having the the bravery to do that, having the confidence to seek those new opportunities and believe that they are truly there. Because I think this this world is open now, perhaps more than it ever was before. This world, our world has grown. It's weird, isn't it? It's a paradox. It's shrunk and it's grown all at once. I mean, you mentioned e-commerce, online, different. you work online, I work online, it, yeah. it's just exploded, but there is enough room for everybody, sure. um, which I think is super exciting. So I'm sure that your your work is very busy at the moment, very, uh, very in demand. Busy. Yes, indeed. You um, know,
1: I knew about these five years ago when I, uh, when yeah. I started, but I'll mm. tell you what, pre-COVID, Already the world was going towards that direction. Yeah. Um, already the data, for example, in the US, 50% of the working population was a freelancer or a contractor. Yeah. For COVID. I think. Um, Um, organizations have failed to meet the uh, values and the priorities of their employees. Mm -hmm. And this has meant that many employees had started to reassess as to how they want to plan out their careers. Um, This already happened before COVID. I could already see a huge trend of Mm. people moving away from corporate and starting their own business and doing things different with their careers. Of course, COVID has just accelerated all that in a very short space of time.
0: Yeah, so we have been, yeah, we've been catapulted forward and it's been a very, it's been a difficult period, but it's also been... um... a a really positive change in many, in many ways as well, I believe. And, you know, always looking for the positives too. And the fact that, you know, I, I mean, I say, Bert, I'm always so grateful that this pandemic didn't happen in the eighties. Like, I don't know what we would have done. Like, seriously, I I, I really don't. If you want to reframe there, it is right there for you. Imagine this happening with no online, no opportunities and everything being like that so you know always looking forward um to sort of revolutionize everything you know we we must grow it's it's just part of the human condition isn't it so um very interesting is there anything that you would like to add before we wrap up and you tell everybody where they can find you is there anything that I haven't asked you that you're burning to share Um.
1: Really, I think uh, for me is um, that first step, that moment of okay, I need to change. Where do I start? People come to me all the time with the question of where do I start, and the, and the answer is you start within yourself. You start with asking yourself, how do you want to live this life you have been beautifully blessed with, you know? And you have to be very specific as to how do you want to live this life? Like, how, how does a great week look like for you? What does a great day look like for you? Um, you know, how much time you have for yourself? Are you exercising, are you not? Are you working from home? Are you working in an office? Are you working surrounded by the, the big teams? Or do you like to work alone? So it's a little bit like, okay, imagine what does a great week look like for you and that's going to give you tons of information as to what type of career you would love to have or you would enjoy to have
0: so that's a really Um, good question to to leave with and to let people ponder on if anybody's in that situation of change at the moment that is just the only place to start really right apart from maybe coming to speak to you (laughs) and Mm -hmm. where can they find you Berta
1: so I am a LinkedIn person I live in LinkedIn Um, I love LinkedIn um, and I do a lot of in LinkedIn so the best the best thing is to find me Berta Masso in LinkedIn Um, I also have a business page in Facebook BMS human resources management um but and i have a private facebook group on career um change and reinvention I always, wrote to myself. you will find me everywhere yeah but Good. a starting point is LinkedIn because I I, I do a lot there so okay.
0: yeah okay fantastic so it's very easy to find everybody these yeah. days and of course you can go back you can go onto um coach um magazine website and on the about page lower down there's all the copies of the digital versions um and you can have a look at Berta's article which is in the July edition so do hop over to coach magazine and read her article and all the other ones that are on there as well and if you would like to be a guest on the podcast or feature in the magazine you can go to the Be Featured page and you can just fill out very simple form and get in touch with me Teresa Brooks. So thanks so much Bertha uh, for coming today it's been a pleasure talking to you and I'm sure that people uh, will find this a uh, fascinating story um, and we've, we've spoken many times I love your story and there's <laughs> loads loads of stories that you have within your, your time uh, abroad and your travels but thank you for sharing some of those with us today.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. I was uh, thrilled to be invited to be part of this.
0: Pleasure. Speak soon. Bye. You can read Coach Magazine for free online every quarter. Just subscribe at coach-magazine.com and receive it direct to your inbox. You can order print copies, book a directory listing, find us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram.